0: Hello and welcome to the Business Success Podcast with myself, Adriana Cheshire and
1: Jonathan Keeble.
0: This is episode 7 of our podcast. We've done quite a lot of podcasts. We've done quite well actually in a short time. And today we are going to be talking around the topic of increasing the value of your business and why marketing is such an important part when you're looking at increasing the value of your business.
1: Certainly. So, there's a number of things that we can talk about about increasing the value of your business. Marketing plays a really important part it of it, but there's certain things that need to be done before the marketing ever takes place. Yes. And one of the things is um, financial transparency.
0: Yes, because we did a whole workshop on this, didn't we? We did. A meet We'd... the expert workshop.
1: That was good fun, wasn't it?
0: It was. And that was the seven key ways to increase the value of your business. Yeah.
1: And the first one we covered out on that time was financial transparency, because at the end of the day, If you're looking to exit your business, Mm -hmm. I always think that um, whether you're going to sell it or not, you should always have an exit strategy for your business because you don't know what's going to happen health-wise, accident-wise. It may be that yeah economically yeah the environment or whatever could you know could affect things and so forth so having an exit strategy is really 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 cool thing to do because in actual fact if you plan to have an exit strategy for your business guess what you're trying to do you're trying to increase its value Mm -hmm. and it's more than just marketing your business that you need to actually focus on because if I was going to buy let's say a business from you Mm -hmm. the first thing I'd want to know is actually financially you know is it making money
0: of course yeah you know Most and in actual thing.
1: fact I'd want to look at the p and mm. I want to look in at actual fact all the costings your gross margin your net profit and so forth and also I think a key thing is if you've got a forecast mm-hmm. so in actual fact this is where you are now and where do you expect to be in three to five years time because once I've I bought your business, mm. okay. I don't want it to just go backwards. Cool. I want the, a roadmap to take me forward. And a, and a financial forecast helps you actually do that. Yes. And so, having all that in place, I would definitely recommend you speak to an accountant.
0: Yep.
1: All right. And um, the accountant's really going to understand the numbers, advise you, you know, if the business is actually viable and so forth, if it's got a future mm. financially. So that's that's probably one of the other things. And the other thing, the second thing I would think is you really want to go uh, buy a business, you know, that doesn't really need the owner.
0: Yes. So what would happen as a business owner if you went on holiday for yeah. two months? So would if you I was buying to a business.
1: Exactly. So if I was buying a business off you, yeah. all right, I want I'd want to know in actual fact. Can that business operate without yeah. you? how
0: many holidays do I have a year? You know, how's you my lifestyle? Yeah, yeah, what exactly. are you doing? Are
1: you working, you know, five days a week, seven days a week? Yes. Or just two days a week? Or does the business need you at all? Mm. And so when you're looking at autonomy from the owner, mm-hmm. which is a key thing, you really want to look at the, sort of the, the structure of the business. Mm. Yes. Okay, who reports to who? And when do you have to get involved as the owner of the business? Mm-hmm. And if you've got a business that in actual fact she stops at the general manager, and that you only need to come in, you know, at sort of board level or whatever, at meeting level and so forth. Then,
0: How attractive is that to a buyer? Really
1: attractive mm. because I really wouldn't want to, I've I've seen a numerous businesses that I would feel quite attractive to, so I wouldn't mind buying that business. Yeah. But when you actually speak to the owner, what do you think the key thing I'm going to ask him?
0: What's his lifestyle like? Was exactly.
1: Lifestyle like? Yeah. What is your lifestyle like? Mm. Because if it's a, a very, very work-orientated lifestyle that means that you don't have holidays, you don't have time for your family, and so forth. Um, What's the point? Yeah, what is the point? Yeah. I don't want, just want that really lifestyle, another job. you know. Mm. Really great entrep- entrepreneurs who buy businesses actually do look at the lifestyle of the owner, yeah. and they look at the structure of the business, they also look at the job roles of the people in there, mm-hmm. and actually what do they contribute to the overall performance of that business. Yeah. And if that owner is not there, does it still thrive? Mm-hmm. Because if it's not thriving, then it's we haven't got autonomy from the owner. Yes. All right? Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: It does. So what we're talking about today is kind of as a business owner, everything that you should be thinking about. And does that relate to you? Does that work within my business? And if actually you've not got the financial transparency or actually you're working in the business more than you probably should be, then this is maybe a good time to reflect and think how can I start changing things?
1: And what I would do, I'd, I'd probably, if I was looking at your business and so forth, I'd go around the staff. Uh-huh. I'd want to know actually for how motivated they are, how much is the business investing in their training, you know, is there good retention? Mm. We did a great podcast with uh, Emma Hewitt. It she is. mentioned the point of uh, Skills Launchpad Plymouth yeah. and the importance of um, retaining good good staff and skilling them up and so forth. This is all stuff that I'd want to know. Yeah. Because in actual fact, if you're going to take over a business and you're going to buy a business and the staff are going to leave when the owner leaves, what have you bought?
0: Yes, what are you left with?
1: Probably a few customers yeah, and a few products and a, a unit.
0: Yeah, your people are the business in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah, there's, really people are point. the number one priority in a business. Sure. So you've got good people, you've got a good business, oh, yes. and you've got customers who'll come back for the service from those good people. Yeah. I do. So what, what do you think about um, autonomy from risk?
0: So that's the third point, isn't yes. it? Yes. So I th- one of the things is we often ask this question when we first chat to business owners, how much of your overall business comes from how many customers. Good. So for example, if they say, well, 80% of my business comes from just one customer, one contract that I've got, that's a huge risk within the business, isn't it? Because if that one customer or contract goes under, or they pull the plug and move to a, a different supplier or a different contract, then you've lost 80% of your business overnight. So it's thinking about, is there a massive risk in that respect within your business? And if so, how can you start spreading that risk a bit more?
1: Well, when I was in corporate, I remember taking over a business where... 80% of its business was with three clients. Uh-huh. And in actual fact, when we analysed those three clients, mm. they were actually losing the business money. Right. And that business actually had not made a profit for 20 years because in actual fact, it was so reliant on three customers who were literally completely in control of, of the Gosh. company. You know, And I had to actually go to those three clients and said, can I actually stop doing business with you, all right, until I get this business back on its feet? Mm. And they reluctantly said yes. And um, and the following month, by not having them, all right, although our turnover was a lot less, obviously, Mm. we made our first profit in a month in that company. Yeah. And then we were able to get the systems in place, em- employ the right people. We lost some really good people. So there was a lot of evenings I went out and to pubs and tried to recruit you, people back and stuff like that, entice them day. back into the business. And, yeah. and, and once we got them back and we had the structure of the business right, we had the, the right people in the business, with the, doing the right job roles and the right service and, and the good delivery of service yes. and so forth, we could go back to those three people.
0: With you in control
1: with us in control yes. and say, we can now do business with them. Yeah. But it was now on our terms. Exactly. We weren't on their terms. Yeah. And so from that day onwards, we made profit. Yeah. You know, and that's so, so important. So that is a that is a risk. So we're talking about, um, be careful if you're reliant on one customer or a few customers. On yeah. that, uh, that company had been reliant on three clients, but by just parking them for a little bit, mm. all right, and opening our doors to a wider audience and a wider target market, yeah. you know, we were able to get more profitable business in and so yes. forth. So that's that's one of the things. Yeah. Also don't rely on one market.
0: Marketing. Yeah, so exactly. Don't rely on one target audience. Yeah. So if you can branch out with different products or services or different um, packages, then that's a really good thing to do. And don't rely on one marketing strategy was the yes. other thing. So you might have a really great website and no social media, for example. What happens if your website goes down for a week? Well then you're kind of losing out to your competitors who do have their website up and running and do have their social media on a consistent strategy. So it's about making sure that you're meeting your target audiences where they are and being on as many different channels and social media outlets and and incorporating as many powerful strategies into your marketing as you can rather than just relying on, oh, you know, we just rely on word of mouth or we just rely on our website because what happens if that dries up? Yeah, so it's. Good I mean, word to kind of mouth is, is really important,
1: isn't it? Referrals and word of mouth is they're really. They're the important.
0: most powerful form yeah. of, of getting business, really, aren't yeah. they?
1: But you need you more than one. Can't always
0: guarantee it, though. Yeah,
1: but you need more, more than one strategy. For yeah. instance, if you just got a, um, you know, an advert on the back of a bus, yes, they're only going to appeal to those people driving behind the bus, yeah. which is a limited market, very, isn't it? Very so, limited. So you need to have a number of different marketing strategies. Yeah. And guess what? You got to do with those marketing strategies measure them that's it Test the measure all right mm-hmm. and look at the return on investment of each of those marketing strategies and yep. so forth so there's there's two other things that we not mentioned all right where we we need to talk about autonomy from risk okay one is actually being heavily reliant on one supplier mm-hmm. or fewer suppliers because if that supply goes bust or they decide, they don't want to trade with you. And we had that with one occasion with a, with a client where Great
0: point. they
1: were 100% reliant on one supplier. Yeah. Uh, and they were the route to market for that supplier. Then that supplier decided, in actual fact, we're going to change the route to market. Mm. And so that that, 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 that um, customer, in actual What's
0: fact, of-
1: you know, he, he, he couldn't supply their goods anymore.
0: Or if the supplier just thought, oh, we're going to hike our prices by 20%, then you're kind of beholden to uh,
1: exactly.
0: your margins dropping yeah. massively. So ha-
1: have a selection of suppliers oh, great. and look after those suppliers. And remember, those suppliers are part of your team. Yeah, And you should t- treat them and nurture them as part of your team mm. and respect them as part of your yeah. team and so forth. And also making sure you've got diverse services. Because if you're just relying on one service, mm. what happens? There's no demand on that. Yeah, A great example was... Um, in the dairy industry when farmers just mm. supplied milk mm. and we had the worst 10 years in dairy farming in the, in the 90s and so forth. And mm-hmm. it was affected by BSC and the breakup yeah. of milk mark and um, a foot and mouth and all those sort of things. A lot of those farmers went out of business, but the ones who stayed in business, who di- diversified, they might have gone into beef, they might have actually um, gone into B&B, all right, they might have used one of their um, buildings, you know, for a restaurant, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen uh, Jeremy Clarkson.
0: Yes.
1: The last thing about, he's hes tried to turn one of his, his uh, barns in, into a restaurant and the council said no. And mm-hmm. he's actually relocated into another barn that he's allowed to do it in. But everyone's got to walk a long, long way to go to that <laughs> barn, but there's no toilets there. So it, we were watching it it's yesterday and it's really that's good fun. Really, yeah, yeah, the new one. Yeah. It's really, really good. So that's And so it, it's having more than just the one service or right? having a, you know, diverse services and so forth, just in case one service, you know, goes wrong and so forth. And also growth plan.
0: Yes, massive.
1: Yeah. It's not only just a business plan, it is a marketing... Strategy. That is, strategy. So how important is marketing strategy?
0: Very important. So you're looking at the... It's basically tie it in with your business goals, which is what we do, isn't it, with our clients. So we ask them, what do they want from their business? What does your business look like now and where do you want to be in one year's time, three years' time, five years' time? Well, how are we going to get you there? Yes, a lot of it is about your people and your processes and your systems. But a huge part of achieving those goals and growing your business is actually the marketing around it, isn't it? So how are you going to promote your products, your services, your unique selling points to the right people? So not only do you increase your customer base and and make more money and and improve your profits, but also kind of stand the test of time. You're future-proofing your business by putting a marketing strategy in place. That's essentially what you're doing.
1: Because what we're looking at, we're looking about how we're going to attract prospects. Yes. Then we we're we're
0: convert them. And how we
1: can convert them—that's good. Yeah? yeah. Not only convert them. In actual fact, what we're going to charge for our services. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, how many times are we need to get these people back?
0: Recurring revenue.
1: Exactly, like that.
0: Really important when you're looking to buy a business as well. What's the recurring revenue, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and that, so a number, number, uh, that's a number. Number. That's a number. Another story, another, another point that we need to be talking about recurring revenue, because right. that actually adds value to your business. Because mm-hmm. if you're always in the one off sale, mm. that's quite hard work, it's isn't it? It's like
0: graft, isn't it? Like <laughs> trying the next one, the
1: next one, the next one. I know. But if you have people coming back and yes. so forth, because it's a lot easier to increase your sales with someone who is your client it is. and retain them than to find the new one Mm. and actually get to spend what you need to spend to keep you in business. Yes,
0: I think it's five times easier or something like that to um, upsell to your current customers than it is to go out and find a new customer every single time.
1: Yeah, and it's exhausting, isn't it, trying to find a new customer every time, isn't it?
0: Well, it is, and it costs money and time and effort, doesn't it? It's much nicer to have things running smoothly and working for you. Yeah. Um, in the business. But that goes back to so attracting, converting, and then retaining yeah. your customers, all, all parts of your marketing strategy.
1: And then once you've done that and you're showing the value, you've got more chance to actually adding an extra product yeah, or an extra service all right, to that client, upselling. introducing them, upselling, exactly. Yeah. And also...
0: Or even cross-selling.
1: Very good. Which
0: is a, another thing that we covered in the workshop as well, which is where... You might deliver a particular service to one customer, and actually there might be a ser- another service that you offer that could complement or really add value to the service you're already offering them. So you kind of cross sell your other products and services to them as well.
1: So when you actually all, all add that up, yeah, and you just improve each one, KPIs are really important, aren't they? Of
0: course.
1: So yes. if you think about, you know, we had a we had a target. Um, to register 100 people within four weeks mm-hmm. onto the Plymouth Supply Directory. We did. All right. We, yeah, we smashed project. it. Yep. We did 112. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. Okay, so that's a KPI, wasn't yes. it? Yes. How we'll would go, we have
0: known if we'd achieved our goal or our target if we'd not set that key performance indicator? Yeah,
1: do you think I, I set a high target?
0: You did, yeah, <laughs> you did. But then you've always aimed high, Jonathan. <laughs> I was quite relieved that
1: I was relieved that we exceeded it. To be honest, definitely.
0: The thing is, I think when we set ourselves a challenge or give ourselves a target, we will do everything we can to achieve that.
1: And it's pretty unbearable the week beforehand when we were short of it, and I was saying, "Give it a
0: really good push, though." We did in in the last week.
1: We we, we achieved it in the last week, didn't we?
0: We do love a challenge. I know. Yeah, Yeah. that one was your fault, though. That challenge. Yeah, (laughs) I created that challenge, didn't
1: I? And then I sort of said, "Whoop, are we going to do it?" And then the last week we exceeded it. So (laughs) that was a great exercise. And so forth, so I'm really pleased with that. Yes, and um, so KPIs are really important, aren't they? And you can have KPIs for everything, can't you? Well,
0: anything really. You yes. can have it for
1: you, you can have it for the prospecting, yeah, your conversion rate, yes. All right, it can be in actual fact, uh, how many clients you retain, it
0: can be so specific as how many likes we get on Facebook this week. Wow, yeah, of I mean, course, like, it's as specific as you want to be, really,
1: yeah, yeah. So you could, and that just gets a focus going because otherwise. All we're doing is we're just swimming along Mm -hmm. the river. And also
0: KPIs are really helpful when it comes to your performance reviews with your team or your um, yearly 360 performance reviews that you do, whatever it is that you do in your business, because then you can look back at this is kind of the targets that we set, the KPIs we wanted to achieve. Did we hit them? Well, what went well? What didn't go so well? And what can we do better this year to achieve these set of KPIs? Yeah. So it's massively important.
1: Yeah, I get that. And um, I like KPIs, to be, be honest with you. You because... do,
0: don't you? <laughs> <laughs> a KPI well, fan.
1: And I do like measuring things out of 10 as well.
0: Yes, do. So,
1: you know, and I do yeah, it. Yeah, if you ever th- get a 10 <laughs> from Jonathan, oh, wow.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah,
1: I must admit, I do that with my my, my family as uh-huh. well. You know, I mark everything, like our meals out of 10. <laughs> and, you know, um, my swimming out of 10. Brilliant. And I, everything, I always mark things out of 10. <laughs> and um, and um, the thing with, like, food... I never give a 10 out of 10. Oh,
0: no, always room for improvement. And what you I, quite
1: often, I will say to them, if I give someone a 9, I said it would be a 10. But in actual fact, there's I missed what that 1% would be to make it a 10.
0: Because
1: <laughs> there's got to be something improved. So it's not
0: hard to please. Man. Yeah, really hard to please. So. <laughs>
1: and also, because we talked about uh, recurring revenue and so forth, which might be... Um, Putting people into contracts, Mm -hmm. you know, subscriptions, you know, stuff like that. Um, It could be actually um, uh, in the trades, maintenance and so forth. Um, So if you're a a security company Mm -hmm. or you're, you know, any other company um, that needs a boiler maintained or... Yeah, it your security maintained, bridge, whatever. Yeah. That's that's accruing revenue again, isn't yes. it? Because you're expecting to have a phone call and a follow-up and so forth uh, with that. But the other thing was um, monopoly of control. It's just
0: the, fi- the seventh way. I think it is. It's I fine. think we covered it. Monopoly control.
1: Yeah. Monopoly, con- monopoly control, yeah. So, so
0: actually being a leader in your field.
1: Having the right brand.
0: Having the right brand. IP? Mm-hmm. True, yes.
1: Yeah, trademarks? Uh-huh. Uh, so, the reason why it's important to have a mon- monopoly of, of control, mm. m- monopoly control. <laughs> <laughs> the reason, of the yeah, no. The reason why the reason why it's so important is because it makes it harder for your competitors to enter your market.
0: Yes, because you're so, already up there.
1: Yeah, if got you're got the, the first. And the beauty of it is, you link it in with your USP as well.
0: Yeah,
1: be the first one to say it.
0: Back to your marketing again.
1: Marketing, I know. So. Ah! I know marketing is so important, isn't it? So, but you are right. It's back to the market. But when you link all that up, okay, you're educating your target audience. Mm-hmm. You're marketing to them, all right? Your target audience. Then actual fact, you're delivering this type of service that will give you this result mm-hmm. that has a return on investment for that client, yeah. but also for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, what's so cool about that is if any other competitor starts trying to steal you know, Or
0: start saying kind of the same What you are What saying. you're doing,
1: people say, oh, that is that company. Yeah, you're company. then
0: known for it, aren't you? Yeah,
1: all yeah. they're doing is they're actually marketing you.
0: So it's about establishing a really strong reputation for yourself. Yeah. By doing pretty simple things like delivering on your promises. yeah sir. And making sure that your team are engaged and on board and that you're saying the right thing in the right places.
1: I know. So. Wow. So,
0: a whistle stop tour of the seven ways to increase the value of your business.
1: I know, and it is important because I, I, I strongly believe if you're if you always look to increase the value of your business and have an exit strategy, you mean want to just keep your company mm-hmm. because it works better for you. Yep. All right. And at every stage of that, what you're doing is you're marketing your success to your clients. You're educating your clients. Mm. On actually what you're doing whether it's you know whether it's on um the financial tra- transparency yeah whether it's um aut- autonomy from risk um or and um, how the owner is operating yeah because um you don't want a frazzled owner no and you don't want his lifestyle no so that's really important and also you know the importance of a growth plan because if The growth plan is so important. I know it's a business plan. I know it's a marketing strategy, the two together. The growth plan is so, so important. It's a roadmap. Exactly. Because if I was buying your business, I would want to follow what you're doing to carry on, to get the return on investment to pay for what I paid you for your business.
0: And as a business owner, even if I didn't want to sell right now, it's still so useful to have that roadmap for me and my team. And if you're looking to pass this
1: business onto your family, this is so vital. Yeah, because you're not wanting to pass on a burden. A burden to no, your children, do no, you? Of course not. All right, you want to you just want to pass on success. Yeah. So you're remembered.
0: Yeah. Nicely packaged, you know, yeah. well looked after.
1: Operating successfully. Yeah. So you're remembered in actual you know, by others of being a successful business yeah.
0: manager. So or whether business you owner. want to sell your business right now or not, whether it's in the future or on the cards. Just really important to keep building the value within your business as soon as you can. Yeah. And if anyone basis. wants to have a chat
1: about it, we're more than happy to uh, talk about it.
0: Yeah, we've worked with many, many clients and given workshops on, on the yeah. topic, haven't we? Um, but yeah, it's, it's different for every business, completely bespoke. Every situation is different, but we're here to help and here to chat. That's just on time. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Jonathan, for joining us on another business success podcast. And thank you for listening and perhaps watching. And we'll see you again next time. Thank you.
1: Thank you.